0: All right. Welcome back to the Lindroth Hockey Podcast. We are in partnership with Black and Gold Hockey Productions. Mark Allred Jr. We always appreciate them over there having us on the uh, allowing us to have the show. Uh, we're with co-host father and son duo Andrew and Jim Lindroth. Dad, how you doing today? Doing great, Andrew. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, right now it is Saturday. Um, actually, the New York Rangers and Tampa Bay Lightning are in the middle playing right now. They're uh, just a few minutes in the second period, but we do have a lot to talk about today, Dad. Uh, mostly a lot of Bruins-related uh, stuff, but with all the news going on and just where the team is starting to trend in the general direction. Um, so did you want to go ahead and get started on talking Bruins tonight? Yeah, let's do it. So, Dad, obviously the, the big news um, right now is uh, Bruce Cassidy um, was just let go by the Bruins. Uh, Don Sweeney asked to come over to his house, went over, told him, and that ends that we are in search for a coach. So dad, let's just start off real quick. I want to get your opinion on the firing. Uh, Bruins fans are upset. Um, they've definitely voiced their opinions are calling for the, the, the heads of Don Sweeney and, uh, Cam Neely. What is your opinion? Was it a good call? Yes. No.
1: And why? Well, like I said before, I'm not going to backtrack. I thought it was a good call. Um, and it's not that Cassidy didn't do a good job. I mean, he led them to Stanley Cup playoffs every season. However, he just can't get them through the playoffs. And we talked about that before of the Bruins not being able to be tough enough, big enough. And uh, they, they just, you know, teams have their number in the playoffs. So I think it was time for a change. What was it, five or six years?
0: Yep, six seasons. So
1: I, I think it was time. I think Cassidy will be, you know, hired again somewhere else. Um, but um, you know, I I called for his uh, firing as as far as a needed change. We don't know the background information. You know, what Sweeney says in a press conference doesn't necessarily mean the truth. And we don't know if some of the players, you know, called for it, or if it's just you know he's had time. Or uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about. Um, um, Sweeney as well and Sweeney doesn't have a contract right now so it could be a big change overhaul we just don't know
0: and so uh, just to again go back to your opinion about the fire in general do you think that it was because he just wasn't successful in the playoffs because my only rebuttal to you would be um, you know we did make the playoffs to them every part of the six seasons he was here And uh, we did make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Granted, it was an easier road than we thought with Tampa Bay and Washington getting knocked out. But uh, there's there's also only three other coaches that are still active with their team that's been there for over four seasons. So he definitely made his mark and was there for a while. Do you think that that, you know, plays into it at all? Or do you think because of his coaching tenure or playoff coaching tenure that that uh, asked for his exit?
1: Yeah, I think it's probably due to the playoffs and not being able to go deep enough into the playoffs. And I think if he went in, you know, second or third round, I think he'd still be around. But, you know, going out, even though it was game seven, uh, but clearly uh, Carolina was just the better team, better coach team. They wanted it more. So um, I could see why the Bruins would want to change. Now, we can talk about Sweeney next, and I think that Sweeney's going to go as well. I think they're going to get rid of Sweeney. That's just my feeling. Now, Dad, when
0: I had called you originally when the, when the news broke out and, and we were discussing it, I don't know if you remember this point, but I'd like you just to kind of touch base on it if you don't mind. You had mentioned that one of the things that you noticed was um, the Bruins are just so structured, and Cassie is such a structure-type you know, coach. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I didn't do the X's and O's. I don't want to talk any more about it. But you had mentioned that once that structure started to fall apart, the, the Bruins team did. Maybe they need to have some room
1: for creativity. I don't know. Would you mind touching base on what you said earlier? Yeah, I'm kind of picking back and off of what Dave Capuano said um, in one of our podcasts about the Bruins really being a structured team. And it made a lot of sense to me. And he's and he's right. They They're a very structured team. But when a team can get past the Bruins – the Bruins just don't seem to have a plan B. It shuffle lines around, nothing works. The team, you know, it just seemed like the team didn't want it more than Carolina. And I'll, and I'll leave it at that. I mean, it's in the past, but I just think the Bruins don't know when, when they don't play their game um, they don't have a plan B. That's just what seems to happen.
0: And obviously without, you know, touching too much on just, pure speculation rumors and things that we've heard but dad obviously is part of the entertainment of the sports business but i would like to ask you um, just some of your opinions based on, on some of the information that we've heard um you know cat uh I'm, i apologize cassidy had just had a, a press conference recently um after his firing, and, and had mentioned that uh, when they did their season ending uh interviews that he was told um, that'd be status quo that he'd be returning for his last year on his contract to coach the Bruins. And even just a few weeks ago uh, was given uh, the AOK to fire one of his assistant coaches. Do you think that there's a lot more to the story than we think? Do you think maybe like you had mentioned earlier, it has to do with maybe uh, it, uh, the, his message did fall on dead ears with the players or deaf ears, I should say, um, because it was kind of abrupt. And it definitely didn't seem like this was part of the plan and, with other insiders talking about maybe some of the other people they've talked to. It's a shock around the whole league. What do you, do you have any opinions on that?
1: Yeah, I think it's strange because like you said, he was told he was good to go for next season. And if you, if you listen to interviews of, of a lot of coaches, they kind of know when they're going to get fired. Um, they've got a good, you know, most of them have a good sense of, uh Oh, you know, I'm not having much communication with the front office, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think my job's in jeopardy, and that's not the case here. I think maybe the Bruins – I mean, look, Sweeney is not having a contract. He's not signed. So, you know, he only is GM until the end of the playoffs. No contract's been signed. And uh, we might – you know, there might be a big whole uh, decision to get rid of everybody and start over. So – that's the only way that I could think of it because, um, you know, it's not a good thing for Sweeney to tell him one thing and a week later do something else. So I think something else is uh, a foot, but that's, I got no evidence of that. What do you think Andrew?
0: Well, I just, I find it very strange. I mean, you know, it's weird how they kind of dealt with the chara and Krug departing as well. I mean, I know we're talking different situations here, but it almost seemed like everybody was sort of on board or at least had an idea. And then it kind of changes last minute, but this one was very odd. And, you know, Cassie is always very brutally honest and very open with the media. And, you know, when he's saying how surprised he was and um, just kind of the whole situation we just talked about, I was very caught off guard. I I wonder if, uh, you know, Jacob sat down with Neely and, and, and Sweeney or it's just Neely and Sweeney and said, you know, we've got to do something and we've got to change for, you know, we lose our jobs as well. I'm not saying that that's the only reason, but I feel like a lot had to play into it. Um, I don't want to play too much in the speculation part, Dad, but uh, the last part I do want to touch up on, at least with the, the current coaching situation with the Bruins, Uh do the Bruins hop on the uh, current coaching carousel that's going around? There's a lot of options out there, a lot of names that have been linked to the Bruins. Um, Dad, do you have any suggestions that uh, the Bruins should pick up or even a wild card that's not even considered right now that you'd like to see with the Bruins?
1: Yeah, so as of tonight, I I, I read on social media through the a lot of rumors that um, Philadelphia has narrowed down their coaching to uh, trots and Tortorella. So those are the two finalists there, whether or not that's true or not. Um, I, I do not think, well, let's put it this way. A couple of coaches that probably won't work for, for the Bruins. And even though my, you know, my favorite Tortorella, right. He's my, my pen pal. And uh, I, I think he's a great coach, but I don't think he'd be the right fit for Boston just because of, you know, he's more of an old school coach and, and the Bruins kind of, you know, I don't think a Martian and a Tortorella is going to work. Let's put it that way. Or, or even a postronach. So um, coaches that are out there. So if Trotz is indeed going to go to Philadelphia, which I think that might happen, you know, I mean, there's a lot of others. And we know that our good friend, uh, Dave Capuano, he, he would really like to see his brother Jack, who's an associate coach up in Ottawa. Ottawa did not allow Jack to uh, um, talk to, uh, I think it was Buffalo last year. And that was a bit odd, but I think uh, Capuano's uh, contract is, is up. And I think if they're going to do an extension, he'll probably put a, hey, I can talk to other teams because I think that uh, he wants to be a head coach. So I think he might be a good one. He's a local, local, local kid, local guy, so to speak. And, um, you know, he, he did well with the Islanders, particularly what he inherited there when he took over. So I, I would like to see Capuano in that mix. Um, they're talking about the uh, Providence coach stepping up, but I don't think they're going to go that route. I think they're going to go with a more seasoned coach is my guess.
0: Now, are you talking the current prov- uh, Providence coach? You're talking Jay Leach? the yeah. one that was our coach. Oh, I'm, t- I'm sorry. I'm talking about, uh, Jay Leach. Okay. Yeah. I was actually just about to mention him as well. I don't think they'll go that route either. I don't see why they wouldn't just, I mean, I know it was not part of the plan until recently, but you know, Jay Leach would have been a really good option to bring up as assistant coach last year and then had him as interim coach now, you know, groomed him and prepared him for this moment. But, uh, I think he would have been a great option still would be, but, uh, It's weird because, you know, uh, Don Sweeney did say that they don't think they'll be participating in the current coaching free agency that's going on um, and that the NHL experience is not a requirement. How do you feel about that, Con, by the way? Uh, No NHL coaching experience is required.
1: Um, I mean, I wouldn't like it, but, you know, it all depends on where the team's going. So if a coach is going to interview, the coach has got a lot of questions to see if it's going to be a good fit for them not just the team and the big question is are the Bruins actually going to go for a complete rebuild and you know if they are then they may go with a younger coach if they're going to go with a rebuild or someone with a not a lot of experience I I just don't see that route but they could do that but you're not going to get say a Tortorella and you're going to tell Tortorella oh by the way we're going to trade as many of our good players for younger players as we can I mean what coach wants to be set up for failure
0: Right. Exactly. Well, and you know, the Bruins are going to be, you know, relying on their, their young key core guys, as you, as you want to call it, um, you know, the McAvoy's the pastas but the Poshnok will be the biggest one. He's got one year left and, and we'll, and we'll touch base on this one later, but it's interesting, dad. I did want to start moving on to kind of of what I'm saying about Patrice Bergeron, which I want to talk about his Selkie winning and his possible retirement. But I find it odd that, the Bruins are, are definitely, I mean, it's they're starting to kind of look like they want to rebuild with the firing of Cassidy and and kind of going this new fresh route, but they also said they don't want to rebuild because they don't want the fans to have losing hockey for a decade before we start to actually win games again. So my question is, is do you think the Bruins are relying on uh, Patrice Bergeron's decision on coming back for the former season too much? Because right now we don't have a center um, to step up and take his place, it almost seems like the Bruins are just holding out on this one man's decision, and that will be um, the deciding factor for where this is going to go.
1: What is your opinions on that? I don't Do think, think so. Uh, I, I think I think they're going to count on him retiring. Um, that's just my gut feeling. I got no evidence. So if he comes back, he comes back, and he'll have to come back for a lot less money. Um, it's really going to depend upon if if Bergy wants to play, and that's really what it is. I mean, he's made his money. He's going to have to take a pay cut. Um, it's just whether or not he still wants to play. And, and, you know, uh, maybe I don't know how much a player like him or any player in the NHL has of talking to management of going, okay, what is the plan? You know, it, am I going to compete for Stanley cup? Or are we barely going to make it in the playoffs again. Cause you know, if so, I'm out.
0: Right. Right. Well, And you know, the, the Bruins don't have anything in the pipeline right now. So do you think that the Bruins should be looking to make a trade for a kind of number one center right now? Or do you think that that's a little bit too risky and should weigh, maybe go for more of a middle six guy, even though that urgency may need to be filled later. I mean, this is a pretty tough spot for the GM to be in. This is where I'm I'm glad we're the couch GMs and, and can call the shots from right here. But, uh, what, what what do you think the Bruins should do then about the the center pipeline for the organization?
1: Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, we'd have to we'd have to look at 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 all the cap space and who they may you know who who's available. I think it's too early um, in the summer to uh, worry about any possible trades or anything. I still think the Bruins are going to deal with some more management. I think you're going to see Sweeney probably go. And that's going to bring in a whole different attitude with how they rebuild or continue to build this team. Um, Do they trade for a center? You know, uh, you know, talking to, um, I don't want to, uh, I I don't know if he wants his name mentioned, but I was talking to a former NHLer, and um, you know, he was talking about the possibility of, uh, you know, trading Pasternak for two, young guns you know that are kind of proven young guns but you can get a lot for posture and do you do that do you want to go that route and get rid of a posture knock um, do you want to trade Marchand I don't see that happening but um, you know you could see a move with posture knock.
0: well and so before we get into looking at I did want to talk about that uh, that rumor, that posture trade in a possible rebuild. Also, just taking a generic look at the, the offseason cap space. But I did want to mention uh, so on the Patrice Bergeron subject, fifth Selkie that he won, Dad. That is the most anybody's won in their career. Um, what do you have to say about Patrice Bergeron just overall after winning that? Obviously, record breaking. And should they rename the trophy when he retires?
1: No, I don't think they're going to rename the trophy. I think the trophy name is going to stay that way. Um, you know, I mean, Bergie's a great player and he, you know, he deserves it. And um, I do think that eventually he's a hockey hall of famer. Um, I think that's no doubt. And uh, he'll certainly uh, have his uh, Jersey retired in Boston and he'll go down, you know, as a, one of the, you know, hall of famers for Boston as well. Um I, I don't think he's going to come back is going to be my guest, but you never know, you know, uh, again, talking to some former player, um, you know, they say when you're banged up after the playoffs, uh, you know, you tend to go, that's it. And then, you know, you sit down, you talk with the family uh, you're in the summer, like where he is now, and you might start to miss playing. And it's really how much is passion do you have and how much is the family worth? you know, sacrificing, having you continue to play. So I think Bergeron um, is not going to make a decision until late summer is going to be my guess.
0: Yeah. And I also just want to mention to um, Bergeron, this is his fifth win. Like I said, he won, he got 160 first place votes. The most he got out of all of the other ones that he won. And it was the biggest landslide, um, winner by all the trophies combined, I think, uh, in voting-wise. So great for Patrice Bergeron. He had the best defensive metrics and numbers, whichever model and statistics that these people put out you want to look at. He was the best. He was the clear decision, which is which is crazy, Dad. I don't know his age off the top of my head, 36, 37. But, um, you know, I know one of his deciding factors, he said last year during the offseason, um, you know, for him considering to come back and retire is if he was still – performing at his you know peak at his as you know top caliber and i think that he is clearly i mean he's still killing it but uh, i don't know if you saw this dad but he did just recently have a shoulder surgery i believe it was so um he'll be out for a couple months and that also plays into uh the, the retirement thing now dad I, I did forget to ask but it's kind of in lieu with patrice bergeron do you think bruce cassidy being fired and or don sweeney still being gm if he does get resigned um affects his decision at all, or no?
1: I don't know. What do
0: you think? I guess if it just changes the direction of the team, I mean, why would Patrice Bergeron come back to, uh, you know, if they actually decide some sort of rebuild that might make us miss the playoffs, you know, I probably wouldn't if I was him. Um, But I feel like if he does come back for another year, I mean, the organization owes it to him and, and Marchant to go for another cup, in my opinion. I mean, you might as well, you don't, you're not going to have these two superstars on this team forever. You want to have people like them. No, no. And,
1: you know, um, yeah, I don't know if, you know, if you have a new GM, you know, that means if Ron comes back, if you have a new GM, that means you got to, you got to negotiate with a new GM. And that can be tricky because if that new GM really thinks that, you know, uh, kind of like the Chara situation that you don't have room on this team anymore then, um, you know, that's going to cause problems. So um, I don't know. It's going to be uh, – I'm assuming he's got good relations with, with Sweeney, but I think everybody's waiting to see what, what the Bruins are going to do with Sweeney. I don't think you'll see Neely gone. At least you won't see him gone yet. Yet, But, um, you know, it's too strange that Sweeney does not have a contract.
0: Yeah, especially officially when he says that, uh, you know, it, it, it'll be done due time,
1: and um, it's so it's so like now it's almost to the point of if you're Sweeney, right? What do you get another? I don't know, less than a month before the the season's over. Um, you know, the Bruins will have to make a decision because you know, is Sweeney? If he's working any deals, he would have to pull the trigger on those deals very quickly, but you know, it's not really a good time frame to be pulling the trigger on trades in early June or late June, really.
0: Yeah, no, I agree.
1: So um, I, I think well, you can see the Germans the go. The only thing I could say about Neely, you tell me your, your thoughts, Andrew, is I like Neely. You know, I'm a big Cam Neely fan. However, you know, it is the new thing going around, at least on social media, talking about former players who haven't been coaches that, you know, jump right into being GMs or presidents like Neely of, you know, are they really qualified to do that job? And I know that Neely's kind of facing a lot of criticism for that. You know, you didn't do, at least not that I know of, you didn't do much before you became president of the Boston Bruins, no coaching experience, no GM experience. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk about maybe they need to go back to having executives being GM and presidents.
0: I feel like you need to be qualified for the job. Um, I feel like you at least need to have some sort of experience. If you're coaching at the NHL level, then there's always going to be people that come up and coach at the NHL for the first time ever in the first year. Right. But I don't think that you should have somebody become a GM or a president. of a hockey team and absolutely have no experience in doing any of it at all. And I get it. If you're likable, you've got connections, you kind of, you know, maybe did this. A, a good example is uh, Jason Spezza. Dad, I don't know if you heard this, you know, he just retired from Toronto Maple Leafs and now he's the assistant GM with right. uh, that, that GM. And so, you know, he'd be the interim GM and he has no experience. He's been playing this whole time. it's the first time he's working a different job his whole life. And, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily agree with it. You know, it's, it's, it's like, I made the joke to you the other day, Dad. It's like, yeah, we'll watch once Patrice Bergeron and, and, or Char retires, they'll be in some sort of front office position, but I wouldn't want them as a, a coach right away or a GM. And, you know, who knows, maybe they would do a good job. It's all hindsight at that point, but um, I, I don't necessarily agree with it. I think that uh, you should probably leave it to the executives. And if you need a spokesperson, like a, that type of president for the hockey team, then great. Cam Neely would be perfect, but. Um, you know. if, if,
1: if if they keep Sweeney, then I think the major complaint I'm hearing from Boston fans is that Cassidy was the scapegoat for Sweeney. And if Sweeney does get a contract, then I do think that that's true. I I, I just don't see Sweeney making it past, uh, you know, getting a contract. It's just not. I just don't see that happening. The Bruins fans are just not going to go for that.
0: Yeah, what do you think the, the reaction is going to be if he does get re-signed?
1: Oh, I think it'll just be, uh, you know, resistance from, you know, every little move that he makes. And, I mean, it, it's almost to the point where, you know, it's, you know, the, they're going to have to listen to the fans. They're the ones that, that bring in the money. Um, and the fans are pretty loud right now. They, they, they feel that they need a change with Sweeney. I think they need a change with Sweeney. And I think they need to go with a, not a ex Bruins player. I mean, that's been Boston's thing. Well, no, I shouldn't say that because they had um, um, after Mike O'Connell we had a great GM and he, and he wasn't part of the Bruins organization. Um, And he also helped us bring it. You know, it was a, what's his name, Andrew? Shirelli? Shirelli? Yeah. Um, He was, I thought he was a great GM. So. Maybe the Bruins need to go that route again and not uh, go for another ex-Bruin player.
0: So, Dad, I want to go ahead and and move on kind of uh, to the last thing now. I know that we're kind of running out of time here, um, but I did want to take a look back at what you were kind of starting to talk about earlier, um, kind of what the Bruins should be looking at doing doing during the offseason regarding their roster. Um, So, Dad, I have a couple things. It's almost going to be like a lightning round question. Um, instead of that, we don't have a guest here today. But there's going to be a couple things I'm going to throw at you. You either tell me yes or no, and then if you can't elaborate or if you don't want to, then it is what it is. Are you ready? Okay, ready. Okay. As I know it's it's more complicated than what it is, but do you go with a rebuild and trade pasta with the rebuild starting the season, yes or no?
1: No. Okay, so now looking at – go ahead. Yeah. Ahead, Pasta, Pasta, I think, is too valuable. He drives me nuts sometimes because it's, you know, um, I remember reading, I forget what social media, there's a great post talking about Pasta being slow, floating around, uh, giving up the puck, but yet he'll, he'll score a hat trick in the third period. You know what I mean?
0: So <laughs> yeah, he, exactly. can,
1: he, he can make you frustrated at times, but I think he's a prolific goal scorer. I still think that if he he continues to get better. Um, he's just going to be a continue to be the superstar for the Bruins. So I say no. Keep Pasta. We, we just can't risk trading away one of our best players for two unknowns or a, one well known and maybe another one that's going to be up and down. You know what I mean?
0: Right. And if Don Sweeney's the GM, don't even talk about. Well, we'll get some first round picks. I don't even care about that. Uh um, no, I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree with you, though. I, I don't agree with the rebuilds and tearing it down. Plus, I'm, a, I'm opposed to losing hockey. But I think that uh, you have the pillars of uh, McAvoy. Um, you can even say Lindholm, too. But, you know, with youth, you've got McAvoy, you have Pasta, and you got Swayman. So, you know, roll with those guys and, and, you know, build around them. I think that dad, you've got the one forward, the one defenseman, one goalie to build around. I think that that's what you need. So um, I I agree with you there. All right. So we're going to move on to the roster, dad. Are you ready? Yep. Go ahead. Okay. So it's inevitable. The Bruins are going to have to trade a defenseman. So do you trade Mike Riley? Maybe.
1: I mean, what are you going to get? Well, what, are, well, what are you going to get for him?
0: It depends, but one's got to go. And he makes a little bit more money than let's say a Clifton who makes like 1 million.
1: I think Clifton would be <clears> fine. <throat> some, some of the Bruins fans may not like this, but I, I just don't think that Carlo is going to get any better than what he is. And sometimes he's okay, but you know, I think he's making what? like Two and a half, three mil a year. I just
0: yeah, it, I, I just see, him.
1: I, I just find myself not being I'm less and less impressed with his play so um, I'd rather see like a Carlo go for another big defenseman.
0: Okay, so because I, I wanted to, to sound smart for this and not wing it yeah Carlo is making 4.1 million for the next five years yeah so yeah maybe eventually do something with them. You know, I'll be honest with you, Dad. Some people have said this, and I feel like I've noticed it too. You know, if you look at, you know, m- metrics and stats, which I- I'm a big believer in, it's not 100% by any means, but he did have, you know, he had an okay season. You know, he was pretty good. But I think that since the Wilson hit to the head, I don't think he's been the same player. Do you agree, or do you not think that that's made a, much of a difference?
1: I think, I think, look, and again, I'm sitting on a couch. I'm not the one getting checked. But it just seems to me he's, he his play is too soft for his size.
0: Well, he is six five, supposed to, uh, you're supposed to be a heavyweight at that. And yeah, I don't think that he's he's as intimidating as, as he should be for his size and everything. Um, but speaking of size and whatnot, what do you think of uh, Derek Forber? because it would come between him and, and, and
1: Riley and a Clifton.
0: So no, you you know, what you've
1: got, for you've for? Gotta, you've gotta keep him. That guy blocks shots. He sacrifices his whole body all the time. You've got to reward that with, with keeping him. And, and 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 I know he's made some really mistakes and dumb plays, but I think he's made up for it with all the block shots, particularly in the playoff.
0: So I know you're not a big fan of this player, um, but Grizzlick, a lot of people after this playoffs, especially have now called for him to, to just be gone. He is still, I think, a wonderful player, wonderful skater, um, but he's got two years left at $3.68 million, just signed a contract. So what about Grizzlick?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't mind Grizzlick. You know, I feel it's almost like when the puck's behind our net and a defenseman's going, like if it's Carlo, I'm like, uh-oh, he's going to give up the puck. Usually with Grizzlick, I have confidence that he's going to do the right thing and play it safe. So I'm going to – I'm going to say and surprise you and say, keep Grizz. Wow. I'm surprised. I'm going to say, keep Grizzlick as well,
0: but you know, he, he is kind of concerned sometimes during playoff time. He does get injured quite a bit, but look, look at McAvoy and Lindholm, even the big boys, you know, it's not necessarily his size. It's just, you know, just what keeps happening. Even Carl is getting injured. Our blue lines always thin during uh, the playoffs. So depth's a huge thing. And speaking of depth, I know Zaboral was just signed two years, $1.13 three million dollar one way contract. So that is also why uh, the logjam of left hand defenders. Somebody will go um, either O'Reilly or a Forbert, unless they surprise us and trade Grizzly. But for our right handed defenseman, Dad, the only other one other than Clifton, who is pretty much our third um, third pairing guy on the right side. What about Josh Brown? He's he's one of the only, or one of the three unrestricted free agents, I believe for this upcoming off season. I know he's not significant role, but he has depth. We want to talk about it? Do you keep him or no?
1: Well, according to the way that Cassidy played him, I'd say he's pretty insignificant, but I like him. And I don't think the Bruins have given him a chance to uh, really show them what he can do yet. So I would like to see, keep him because you're also going to need somebody if somebody starts throwing around your stars, because again, We didn't have anybody that, that steps up enough when our, when some of our players get, get ran. So I say, you know, I'd, I'd keep Brown, but again, it's, you know, um, every time you talk about trades, it's not just about unloading a player. It's like, well, what is out there? So, you know, we'd really have to figure out who's out there, who's trade up, you know, you know, who are we going to get for who is really what it's going to come down to, rather than just unloading a player.
0: Well, I feel like out of the defensive side, I think I'm going to go with trading Riley. Dad, if out of trading one of those guys, who are you trading?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would trade Zaborro if, if anything, but I don't think you're going to get anything for the guy.
0: Well, and the reason I trade Riley too is I feel like uh, you know before Zaboro tore his ACL um, in the middle of the season, I thought he was playing even he was out playing Riley, and uh, definitely had a spot over him at one point. So Riley's making three million the next two years; zaboro only north of a million. So um, you know we'd save a little bit more cap space trading Riley, but it depends on what you can get, like you said. Yeah. Um, but Dad, I want to move on. Uh, you know, a lot of people it's like split down the middle with the Bruins fans. I don't want to spend too much time on it because um, I want to touch base on Fords before we finish, but uh, the goalies, you have Linus Olmark for three more years at 5 million. And obviously you have Swayman at one more year on his ELC at nine twenty-five. So dad, obviously the, the split decision with the Bruins fans is either a lot of people say you keep them. That's a good deal. Yeah. It's 5 million a year, but you need that starting goalie. Or are you the other side that says, You're wasting your damn money on a backup goaltender like Olmark and Swayman as your starter. What's your opinion, Dad? What do you think of the goaltender uh, jam right now?
1: Well, I think that Sweeney paid way too much for Olmark. I like Olmark and I I like Swayman, but clearly Cassidy played them as equals, which I'm fine with. Um, You know, if you're going to unload Olmark, you know, again, who are you going to get? And is really the question comes down to is, Is Swayman, you know, ready for the big time of having that number one spot? And if he doesn't work out, then what? So I think the Bruins are going to play it safe. I think they're going to keep Ulmark and uh, keep Swayman and worry about this problem next year.
0: So do you think uh, it'd be worth exploring this season to trade Olmark or do you think that it's better to continue to let Swayman splitting tandem time with him and developing? Because you don't want to have a Carter Hart situation. He's a great goalie, but you saw how how bad he's imploded, you know, since he was thrown uh, to the Wolves, you know, into the NHL so young. So do you think that that will play into it or?
1: I think it will play into it because, I mean, Swayman's done a great job. I think he's ready. But, again, if uh, who are you going to have as his backup? And I think just having, you know, someone coming up from the minors, uh, they're too young. You need some experience. So I I don't – and I don't know what goalies would be on the trading block that would be close to a number one goalie. I mean, um, I don't know. And would they want Allmark? I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, Allmark's numbers were good. So was Swayman. Uh, so you can't complain about their stats. But when you look at them play, you can certainly see sometimes that neither one of them is really a hot goalie. And, you know, you've got to have a hot goalie stopping everything to win a Stanley Cup. And we don't have that yet. But I think we got a good goalie tandem. I think the Bruins are probably going to worry about fixing other problems rather than the goalie.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, you can argue that the the contract length or amount is too much. Um, you know, I, I don't know how much. I'm not a pro at goalie contracts or anything, but I think that he's worth it. I think that it's worth it to let Swaim and have his slumps, and we don't have to worry about um, a backup that we don't necessarily trust or that's not ready for full time minutes for you know a long stretch, uh, things like that. But you know, Swayman is the future for the Bruins and he's only got one year left. So that leaves now after this season, two years on all marks, but I think that's when his no move clause and stuff is up. So I think that that now allows me an opportunity to trade him. So it'll be interesting dad, but to keep things moving along, um, let's now touch base. On the last thing we'll talk about tonight, which is the Fords and that depth there. Um, so it's pretty clean, uh, clear across the board Dad. as you know, last off season, the Bruins, uh, you know, Got uh, your Felinos, the No Six, and the season before you've got the Craig Smith, and you got Hall last season as well. Everybody was signed on two and three year terms. So now it's like just about everybody, other than, you know, Coyle and Hall and Marsh and Debrusque, everybody's on one year left. So clearly, this was like the plan of of one year left at the Cup. Um, So I just wanted to stay focused and and do this. So let's first go and start with Nick Felino. Do you buy him out, Dad, or do you try and pull a Bacchus and send him to Providence? Because I don't see anybody picking this. You know, picking him up. I like Foligno. I think that he's great. Maybe you know for the locker room. I'm not in there, but uh, obviously he didn't produce. I don't especially if-
1: You know, uh, I mean, I would. I think the Bruins need to move on. But I mean, I just don't see him as a, a you know effective player. But remember, we were talking with. Uh, Dave Capuano you know he was like he does his job I mean he you know he has a job to do and he does it well he's not there to do this and that he's there to do a specific thing and and he's you know if if that's true then maybe they keep him to you know have him do his you know that little tough role but I, I would say buy him out move on the Bruins have got to make big, Changes in order for the fans to really be excited next year, you can't keep everybody
0: well. And, and you know, Fleeno may do his job at the fourth line, but I think at the expense of uh 3.8 million in a cap strapped world, um, I think that is too much. Um, I think that the Bruins should buy him out, but okay. uh, that leaves uh, you know, Lazar will be gone too, dad. He'll be an unrestricted free agent. So, um, who do you fill in that fourth line? Do you bring Wagner back up?
1: No. Well, I mean, the Bruins might, but again, now that you have a coaching change, who knows what's going to happen. Right. I, I would, I would like to make an offer for Lazar. I, I like Lazar. I think he does a good job. And I think he was effective in the playoffs. So, you know, he impressed me. I would, if I was a GM, I'd try to, if it doesn't break the bank, I'd try to keep him.
0: Um, do you keep the third line together, Coyle Smith and Frederick? I know a lot of people say, you know, maybe Frederick's worn out as welcome. What do you think about uh, that?
1: Yeah, I think Frederick's worn out as welcome. Um, I mean, I like the kid and the Bruins fans liked him, but I think this season he did not have a good season and I, you know, and I think Coyle might be gone. I don't know where Coyle's at as far as money wise, but, um, you know, he's just, he's very inconsistent with his scoring.
0: Yeah. Four years at 5.2 million.
1: So, so you know, I mean, you, you might want to move Coil for another Coil type player. Um, but what do you think?
0: No, I mean, I don't think, I mean, I think Coyle had a, a, a good season, but you know, 5.25 is a lot for his production at third line, you know, and it sucked that he tried the first and second line, um, when opportunities presented itself and he proved that he couldn't really keep up or do it with his style of play. So I think okay. it's an expensive price tag. I think Bruins will probably eat that later in the future. Okay, next. So now we're down the second line. Taylor Hall, three years left, but you got Halla and Poshinok one year left. So obviously the Bruins need to hammer out a deal with Pasta. Um, he's going to probably command $9 million or more, but Dad, what about Halla? That's the dark horse here. He was a big All surprise. in the- started off slow, but man, he killed it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to be a second-line guy. Um, I definitely think the Bruins need um, a better center for the second line. And, uh, you know, they didn't fill that that hole that Krejci had, uh, or made, should I say. Um, so that's still kind of a, uh, an issue. I, I like Hall. Um, I think he's a solid player. Um and he'll stay there, but I still think we need somebody on that second line. We just 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 not enough secondary scoring in the playoffs this year.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I like Hall a lot. Um, too early to say we should re-sign him, especially if he would command a raise. You know, especially with this recent uh, offensive production. But uh, Dad, the last thing I did want to ask you is is the big one. Obviously, at two years now with this brand new contract. Four million dollars a year. Do you keep Jake DeBrusque? Yes or no?
1: No, I think, I think, um, even though he played well after he got over his wanting to uh, be traded drama, um, but I think for the money, and I think the still that he still says he wants to be traded, um, I'd, I'd say let's let's trade him, but you don't trade him for any. I mean, that's why you wasn't traded before is you know uh gm didn't think there was a good enough offer to to trade for him so you gotta if the right person comes along but i don't think jake debrusque is a first line
0: no and obviously his numbers will be inflated playing with the two best players in the world so um I, i say you trade Uh, Jake DeBrus too, but if he can continue to keep his head down and be professional like he did, then uh, you obviously keep him for as long as you can until you get a good enough return. Um, So, Dad, obviously
1: go ahead. It's can the Bruins what can the Bruins get by these trades? And that's going to be the big one. It's not just dumping players like I said before. It's going to be we need to get something better than what we're giving away.
0: I agree. And and the Bruins you know, to cap everything off, the Bruins have a very interesting offseason ahead and Dad, I have no predictions. I have no idea the direction that this team is going. I don't even know if the front office knows where they want it to go. So no, let's, I think because, let's best. I
1: think there's I think there's turmoil. I think there's probably the front office is not a fun place to be right now because you know, you don't know what Neely's uh, dealing with with Sweeney, and you know, all of a sudden you went from you're working as a team to all of a sudden now you can't trust the other one and you know, why can't we hash out a contract? And, you know, it, it's just very, very strange. But uh, my prediction, uh, Sweeney will be gone. Um, and I think that they'll wait until uh, the end of the playoffs. And they're, they're probably um, – Neely's got the final say on any other decisions that Sweeney may make in the next, what, three weeks or so. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's well, just my prediction.
0: Yeah. Well, I'd give my prediction except I, I don't have one other than I hope Patrice Bergeron resigns, and, you know, everything else will hopefully fall into place. Um, yeah, but and dad, re- Yeah. Yeah.
1: We didn't talk about Marchant and I know Marchant, how long is, how, how long has he got in his contract?
0: I think he has three years left.
1: So, you know, if, if Bergeron's gone, I think, you know, Marchant's captain. If not, you'll make McAvoy captain one or the other. Um And, you know, Marchant seemed to be very frustrated with the way the team was playing at times. And I think that that's telling um, as well to um, the coaching change. Um, I've got no evidence of that, but I think some of the older players might have gotten a little frustrated with the team or the lack of effort at times that the team was, uh, was playing at. So a new coach. Um, it'll be interesting to see who they get um, and what type of coach that they are. Um, That's going to be telling of whether or not you're going to have what direction the team's going to go. Let's put it that way.
0: Awesome. Well, Dad, I appreciate you being my co-host and kind of sort of guest tonight. Um, As far as I knew or saw earlier, the Tampa Bay Lightning was leading one to nothing going to the third. So we might be seeing a Colorado Avalanche and Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup final. We appreciate everybody tuning in today with the Lindroth hockey talk. It's always good to chat with just my dad on some hockey and some brewing stuff. And we appreciate everybody for tuning
1: in. Yeah. And we're going to get back to, um, we've got um, some wonderful guests lined up and we're actually uh, trying to fill out uh, the rest of the summer schedule with our guests. So please look forward to our um, next few shows. where We're going to have some cool guests on and, um, and we're going to, you know, take everything all the way through the Stanley cup final, and then try to fill in uh, the gap with some good hockey guests until we uh, get the season rolling for 2022,
0: 23. Well, awesome. Well, again, we appreciate everybody's support for this show and we, uh, we hope to see you guys next weekend. Thank you much.